All right, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for today. We thank you um, for the opportunity to gather together, to fellowship with you, to learn at your feet. We, we are grateful and we say thank you. We ask, dear Holy Spirit, that you quicken us this evening. We ask that you grant us understanding, illumination, and also quicken us to call upon your name. Let us experience the liberty of the Spirit um, this session in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, for those who aren't here um, that ought to be here. We ask, dear Holy Spirit, that you make it possible for them to be here. We ask also that you send your angels to remove every hindrance that may be on the way and cause them to be part of this um, session in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, for answered prayers. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. All right. Amen, amen. Um, good evening. Still on Mixer, I haven't gotten confirmation. Kindly just drop a message um, in the chat. Uh, let me know you can hear me clearly. All right. So, like I said, right, today we're going to first look at some misconceptions on praying in tongues, and then we'll, we'll dive right into prayers. You know, um, my pastor said something that concerning prayers, you cannot especially concerning prayers you cannot just teach people to pray you they have to pray the way the way you learn to pray is by praying all right um so we want to practice that not just to have a theoretical knowledge on speaking in tongues but we also want to practice that there's a lot that you learn from practice than just accumulating knowledge so it, it gets to a point when after you've learned you've learned you've learned ne next is to put it into practice so that's exactly what we want to do this evening. But I want us to look at some misconceptions on speaking in tongues um, quickly, all right? Um, so I have, I think, about six or seven of them. Uh, let me share my screen right away. All right, awesome. So misconceptions on speaking in tongues, okay? Um, and if not that today was a prayer meeting, I really would have loved to hear uh, our, our, you know, our feedback. Okay, thank you, Mixelar. I can see your message. Yes, you can hear me. Awesome. Okay. Um, but since today is a prayer meeting, and we wouldn't, if we take feedback, that would, um, it would take most of our time. I would just want to spend about twenty-five minutes, at most thirty minutes on this, and then we'll spend another thirty minutes praying. Okay, um, so misconceptions on speaking in tongues. And you know why this is important is because in every of my experience in leading someone to be filled with the Holy Ghost, every single time that there was a, a hesitation, meaning that every single time where I prayed for somebody and the person didn't speak in tongues, every single time it had to do with a knowledge problem. And it was not a problem of whether um the person whether the person um whether the holy ghost wasn't ready no it wasn't that it wasn't the problem of whether there was no anointing no i mean every see the holy ghost is present every time the only times that people don't get baptized in the holy ghost and with the evidence of speaking in tongues it has always been a knowledge problem not even their sin not the sin problem because the moment you give your life to christ your sin is dealt with right and you, the meaning you receive in your own life what jesus christ has already done eternally and that same moment the person can get 
filled the filled with the Holy Ghost and are speaking other tongues. But every time that I, there has been a delay in speaking in tongues, it has always been a knowledge problem, either insufficient knowledge or inaccurate knowledge. Meaning either the person didn't know enough or the person had the wrong information. And many times we had to, you have to deal with that knowledge problem first and then you find out that the person just begins to flow in, flow in the Holy Ghost. You know, and I was speaking with someone, um, some I think it was last year, and the, the lady said, the reason why, so I was just asking, oh, do, how often do you pray in tongues and all of that? I said, the reason why she doesn't, like every time she wants to pray in tongues, somewhere in her mind, she just begins to wonder, um, am I saying the right thing? Like, what if I'm not, I'm just saying gibberish? And all that, knowledge issues interfere with her speaking tongues and she just stops so i want us to deal with some of these misconceptions let us sort it out once and for all there may be more of these right that we might not cover here which um which i'm we're open to discussing later but i believe that these ones i've put together cover the majority or the common misconceptions that people have as regards speaking in tongues Okay, and for you, you might not even have any of these misconceptions, but what this could help you do is furnish you with my, with knowledge, all right, that could answer someone's questions that you come across with, you come, uh, you come across rather, or you encounter, maybe you have a conversation with a friend, a colleague, a family member about this issue, these misconceptions and the answers to this would help you provide answers to this person as well. All right, so let's dive right in. So the first misconception here is that people say, I have to wait until the spirit moves me. And, you know, I was speaking with, I remember a conversation I had with someone a long time ago in a, coming from a, an, an, a religious, I mean, a sect of Christianity that don't believe in speaking in tongues, all right? And so what the person basically was saying in essence was that, and he has to wait until the spirit moves him until, until he's taken hold, taken held off by the spirit before he will speak in tongues. And this is not true. You don't need to wait until the spirit moves you before you speak in tongues. You can speak in tongues at will. You can decide right now you will speak in tongues. You can decide to speak in tongues in the next 30 minutes. You can decide that, okay, I'm at work, I'm in a meeting, so I, can't, I won't be able to speak in tongues now. But as soon as I leave the meeting, I will go somewhere and speak in tongues. You can decide to speak in tongues at will. And why do people have this misconception? It stems from the fact that they say tongues is a gift of the spirit. So if it's the gift of the spirit, the Bible says that the spirit gives as he wills. So it is up to the spirit to make me speak in tongues or not. And they are correct in one sense, but they are wrong in the other sense. Meaning that if it's as a gift of the spirit, right? We know we dealt with this last week um, among the nine gifts of the spirit. Yes, the Holy Spirit, you can't just wake up one morning and and decides to give word of knowledge, the Holy Ghost has to give it, supply it to you. But when it comes to speaking in tongues for your personal edification, for your as your prayer language, it is not dependent on the Holy Spirit. It is dependent on you. And this is one, one of the charismas of the Spirit, right? One of the graces and the giftings of the Spirit that does not depend on the Holy Ghost for use. I know this may shock someone listening, but it's true. This is one of the dimensions of the Holy Ghost that is not dependent on him. It is dependent on you. Let me give you an illustration before we even read the scripture. Imagine 
um, I come visiting you, let's say um, this Easter, right? That just passed. I, I came to your house and I gave you a phone. I said, you know what? Ah, oh, you're my friend. I haven't seen you in such a long time. I, give, I, I brought this gift of a phone and I give it to you. The moment the gift is in your hand, it is up to you to use the phone. It is up to you to determine how often you are going to use the phone. It's no longer in my hand. I have given it to you. It is now your responsibility. The more you use the phone, the more you are acquainted with the phone, the more you see the features of the phone. Oh, the phone can take, can take pictures, can record videos, can make phone calls. And all of that, all of those features, you get acquainted with them because you are using the phone often. It is the same way when the gift of when the Holy Ghost comes upon you and the ability to speak in tongues is imparted into your spirit, it is no longer dependent on the Holy Ghost as to when you will speak in tongues or not. It is now dependent on you. You will determine how often you speak in tongues. You will determine how long you speak in tongues. The Holy Ghost does not control um, that, that um, decision. It is you that controls it. And the Holy Ghost is always present to help you. So if you decide to speak in tongues for five minutes a day, the Holy Ghost will be present to help you for those five minutes a day. If you decide to speak in tongues for one hour in a day, the Holy Ghost will be present to, to help you one hour a day. If you decide to increase it to three hours, five hours, 12 hours, however long you decide to stretch it, the Holy Ghost is always present to give you utterance. So it is not dependent on the Holy Spirit. It is dependent on you to speak in tongues, all right? So you start speaking in tongues because, again, it is a gift. It is an ability that has been imparted into your spirit, and the Holy Spirit is not taking it away. Even if you've not spoken in tongues for five years, I'm telling you that that ability is still in your spirit. You don't need a fresh impartation of the Holy Ghost upon you again and again. No, you just need to stir it up, and you will speak in tongues. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1 Corinthians chapter 14, um, verse 5. I want to show you something that Paul said. Paul said here, and we looked at this last week also, but Paul said here that, what is it then? He says, I will pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with the understanding also. My emphasis is on the use of the word will. Paul says, I will speak, I will pray with the spirit, meaning that it is a decision he made by himself. He said, okay, if you read the previous verse, it talks about the fact that uh, when he prays in the spirit, the mind is unfruitful and all of that. So he says, what will I do? He says, I will pray in the spirit, but I will also pray my understanding. So the same way you can decide to pray in English or in whatever language you speak, it is the same way you can decide to pray in the spirit. It is an act of your own will. You decide that, okay, for the next 30 minutes, I want to pray in tongues. And you begin to pray in tongues. And the Holy Ghost will give you utterance as you do so. All right? So you don't have to wait until the Spirit moves you. And, you know, people think about this in a spectacular way, that only when people are under the influence of the Spirit before they can speak in tongues. And that is not true. Everybody at any given point in time, morning, afternoon, noon, midnight, during lunch, during meeting, anytime you can decide to speak in tongues because that ability has already been imparted into your spirit. All right. So that's misconception number one 
Um, number two is that second misconception is you won't go to heaven if you don't speak in tongues. Now, that is not true. Yes, speaking in tongues is absolutely valuable. Speaking in tongues is super important. Speaking in tongues is, um, is a great advantage for everybody, for every believer. However, the prerequisite for, for going to heaven or for making heaven is being born again. And being born again simply means you believe in Jesus Christ, you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and then you are saved. And that is your ticket, as if you may put it that way. That is your ticket to heaven. Speaking in tongues is not what qualifies you to make to go to heaven. And as much as we are advocates for speaking in tongues, um, it's important we don't we tell the truth of God's word. Okay, um, if not, we place a burden on people, and we we people begin to lose the essence of, of and the simplicity of the gospel. All right, so. The requirement for making heaven or for going to heaven is not speaking in tongues. The requirement for making heaven is believing and receiving Jesus Christ. All right. Once you, you've done that, you are qualified for heaven. Um, John chapter 1, verse, verse 12 to 13 says, He came to his own, um, but his own did not receive him. That's from verse 10 now. But then it says that those believe him and who receive him, to them he has given the right to become children of God. He has given the power, the legal um qualification to become children of God. Then he goes on to say, children not born of, uh, of the will of man, of natural descent, but children born of God, all right? So the qualification is believing and receiving Jesus Christ, not speaking in tongues. The qualification for making heaven is believing and receiving Jesus Christ, um, not speaking in tongues, okay? However, like, I, like we've explained last week and even the week before, that the empowerment of the Holy Ghost right? Um, receiving the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues is God's empowerment for us to carry out his assignment here on earth, okay? <clears throat> when you go to heaven, you wouldn't, there wouldn't be speaking in tongues in that sense because all things will be made plain and all things will be, will be made known to us, but we need that empowerment here on earth. If you are going to do the work of God on earth, then you need the empowerment of the Holy Ghost, all right? Misconception number, number three, after being born again, I have to wait for a while before I can speak in tongues. That's a misconception people have, okay? And the reason why people have this misconception is because um, uh, there was a time when in the body of Christ, people thought that you need to tarry. That was the word they used. You need to tarry. And that simply means you need to wait before you receive the gift of, um, before you receive the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And somehow, subconsciously, subconsciously, the way people thought about it was that there was a long line of people waiting to receive the Holy Ghost. So you have to wait until it's your turn. So you come to church, you stay from morning to evening, and you pray, you pray, you pray, you pray. You will not receive anything. You come back the next day. You pray, 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 that because there was a long line of people waiting to receive the Holy Ghost. No, that is absolutely not true. Other people also have this ideology from the book of Acts when... Jesus told his disciples and disciples and he said, tarry ye in Jerusalem until you are endued with power. Actually, that's in the book of Luke, um, the last towards the end of the book of Luke, where Jesus Christ told his disciples and says, tarry ye in Jerusalem until you are endued with power. So people have taken that to mean every time anybody wants to get baptized in the Holy Ghost, the person has to wait. The person has to tarry because Jesus Christ told his disciples to tarry. Now, that is not true. And why is that so? Um, first of all, the reason Jesus Christ told his disciples to tarry was because 
That was the first time the Holy Ghost was going to come down in that manner on the earth. And since the Holy Ghost came down in that manner on the day of Pentecost, nobody ever had to tarry. The Holy Ghost has not left the earth. The Holy Ghost has been domiciled as we were on the earth. And that is why, in fact, if you read the book of Revelations, you find out that there is no mention of the Holy Spirit. There's the mention of Jesus, there's mention of God the Father, but there's no mention of the Holy Ghost in heaven. The reason is because, or part of the reason is because the Holy Spirit's domain is right here on earth. So you don't need to wait until the Holy Ghost comes upon you. I'm saying that if you believe right now and you, your heart is open, this same moment the Holy Ghost will come upon you. You don't need to tarry, you don't need to wait for anything. You don't need to wait for one hour, two hours, one week, no. This very instant, you can receive the Holy Ghost and begin to pray in the, pray in the Spirit. Before I read the scripture, let me share with you one um, experience I had. I might have shared this with us before. You know, there was a time, um, this was back in school. I think I was in final year. So there was this lady that got, you know, that they brought in. She was possessed with, with a demon. And then um, we eventually casted out the demon eventually. And this is where I'm going to. As soon as we cast out the demon, we led her to receive Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior, which she did. And the moment we led her to receive Jesus Christ, in that same instance, we prayed for her to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And she got baptized with the Holy Ghost and started speaking in tongues. There was no, see, everything happened maybe under 15 minutes. That's casting out the demon, leading her to receive Jesus Christ, baptizing her with the Holy Ghost. Everything happened, okay, let's say give or take 30 minutes, all right? But everything happened that same instant. And there, she did not need to wait. She did not need to tarry, No. She could receive the Holy Ghost. This was somebody that was just possessed, that was possessed with, with a demon some, some minutes ago. Now she's filled with the Holy Ghost. What I'm telling you is that you don't need to wait after you're born, you're born, again, born again. You don't need to tarry until you're filled, uh, until you get filled with the Holy Ghost. Right now, this moment, at any point in time when you pray, you can receive the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. All right. And the scriptural reference for this is Acts chapter 10, verse 44 to 47. Uh, we'll just read that quickly. Acts chapter 10, verse 44 to 47. This is the story of Cornelius and his family when Peter and some of the other disciples went to preach unto him after Peter received this um, revelation. So in, in verse 44, it says, Acts chapter 10, verse 44. That while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them which heard the word. So Peter was still speaking. In fact, this was a Holy Ghost interruption. Peter was still preaching and talking. And the, that same moment, the Holy Ghost fell on everybody that listened to the word of God. Verse 45 says, And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles was also poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. So the upon these Gentiles, and this was the very first time the Gentiles were being were, were receiving um, the gospel and also the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That this same moment, as Peter was speaking, the Holy Ghost fell upon them and they began to speak in other tongues. So you don't need to wait, you don't need to tarry. You can receive the Holy Ghost immediately and begin to speak in tongues immediately. All right. Okay, number four, misconception number four. 
Speaking in tongues is not for every believer. And this is another misconception a lot of people have. And um, why they think so, I guess, is for some people, they believe that, oh, speaking in tongues is only for, for you, you know how we say spirit, cocoa people, that's people that are very spiritual. That is only those that are the pastors, the deacons, the bishops, the apostles. No, that's what they think, that speaking in tongues is only for a select people. But that is not what the scripture teaches. Speaking in tongues is for every single believer. Every single believer, as long as you have received Jesus as Lord and Savior and you, Lord and Savior, and you are a Christian, then speaking in tongues is appropriate for you. And I know that there are different sects of Christianity that you know have one or two other doctrines that, that say contrary. But when you look into the word of God, you see that speaking in tongues is for every single believer. There are certain things that is not for every believer, okay? Um, there are some believers that have been called to live single lives, meaning they shouldn't marry and they should go on just living their lives in service to God. There are some believers that have been called into the office of prophets or apostles or pastors and all of that. But this one, this matter of speaking in tongues is for every single believer. As long as you are a Christian, then you ought to be praying in the Holy Ghost. You ought to be speaking in tongues. It is available to you. It is not a special offer that God gives only for those that you say, ah, let me look and say, and, and see those that are good, good, well-behaved. Okay, ah, uh, Cynthia, you are well-behaved. Let me give you speaking in tongues. No. And they say, oh, John, you are a leader in your church. Ah, I think you need it. You need it. Let me give you this, the gift of speaking in tongues. No. Every single believer, whether you're a student, you just started attending church, or you've been in church for 10 years, as long as you're a believer, the criteria is, do you believe in Jesus Christ? If the answer is yes, then you have access to the um, ability to speak in tongues, all right? So speaking in tongues is not for a few people. Speaking in tongues is not for a few believers. Speaking in tongues is for every single believer, all right? How do I know this? Mark chapter 16, verse 17. The book of Mark, chapter 16, verse 17. This was Jesus Christ himself speaking. And we looked at this um, scripture last two weeks when we started um, this conversation. Look, Mark, sorry, Mark chapter 16, verse 17 says, and these, these signs shall follow them that believe. So Jesus Christ said, the signs I'm about to mention now are the signs that will follow those that believe. So he goes on to list the sign. Number one, he says, in my name, shall they cast out devils. So if you believe, right, that means if you're a Christian, you can cast out devils. Number two, he mentions is, they shall speak with new tongues. So the second sign Jesus Christ mentioned is that anybody that believes, anybody that is a believer, anybody that is a Christian will speak in new tongues. He did not say uh, only the apostles or only the disciples or only those of you that are with me right now. In fact, he was talking to them about going to preach the gospel. And he says, when they go to preach the gospel, those that believe in him, these are the signs that follow them that believe. So the ability to speak in tongues is not reserved for only few people. It is available for every single believer every single believer, whether you are an usher in the church, whether you're a pastor in the church, whether you just started attending church today, it doesn't matter. As long as you are a believer, the ability to speak in tongues is available to you. And I want to encourage you to desire it in case you don't. And if you already speak in tongues, I want to encourage you to exercise it. Hallelujah. Okay, so misconception number five. 
misconception number five, very similar to um, number one, is that some people are expecting something to come and hold their tongue and speak and speak for them. All right. So a misconception people have is that something would hold my tongue and speak for me. So um, when we say this for this set of people, when we gather together and say and, and we say something like, all right, everybody, let us speak in tongues for, let's say, 30 minutes. They, these people are quiet and they are waiting for something to take hold of their tongue. And this is very dangerous because the Holy Ghost does not hypnotize us. The Holy Ghost works in partnership with us. The Holy Ghost does not um, forcefully take over our bodies. The Holy Ghost works in partnership with us, meaning that if you do not yield to the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost will not, cannot do anything. But when you say, okay, I'm going to speak in tongues, and you begin speaking in tongues, then the Holy Ghost can help you, all right? So there, we're not expecting anything or, or any, you know, anything in that sense to come and take hold of our tongues and speak for us. No, it is you that will speak in tongues, but the Holy Ghost will give you utterance. Utterance means the Holy Ghost will fuel, your, will fuel that exercise of speaking in tongues, but you have to do the speaking in tongues by yourself. And this is one um, problem that a lot of people who, a lot of people have who are just starting out in speaking in tongues. Um, people who and were not baptized in the Holy Ghost or, or who are not baptized in the Holy Ghost yet, one of the challenges they face is that <clears throat> they're expecting something to take hold of their of their tongues and speak for them. So they are waiting. They are just waiting and waiting and waiting. And if you keep on waiting, nothing will ever happen. What happens is that, especially for those who are just getting baptized in the Holy Ghost, right? Because it's a new experience, it, it feels weird. It feels, it feels different. It's not something they are accustomed to, which is all, all right. But what I want you to note is that the Holy Ghost will begin to put some words in your hearts or as we say it, in your belly, meaning figuratively in your spirit. And what you should do is that say those words as it comes to your, to your, to your heart. It would not make sense. I don't expect it to make sense to your logical mind. But when you say those words, your spirit would feel energized and one word after another. And it may just be one word you might speak for a few minutes and then another word will come for the next few minutes, but you speak it out. And as you speak it out, you begin to get more confident in, you know, speaking out those words. But the Holy Ghost will not, nothing will come and take hold of your tongue and speak for you. You would have to do the speaking. The Holy Ghost will give you the utterance, all right? And when you read Acts chapter 2, verse 4, Acts chapter 2, verse 4, the Bible says, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They began to speak in other tongues. It's not the Holy Ghost that spoke in tongues for them. No, it was not something that, that took hold of their tongues. No, they began to speak in tongues as the Holy Ghost gave them utterance. So the Holy Spirit will give you utterance, but you would have to do the speaking. All right? Okay, so... <clears throat> Misconception number six. My mind does not understand what is going on, so it is not real. All right. Remember when I when we started, I I, I shared with us that I spoke with a, a sister. You know, some this was maybe last year, just checking up and you know ensuring that she was speaking in tongues. And one of the things she said is that every time she starts speaking in tongues, her mind begins to play games with her, basically, and say things like. 
but you don't understand what you are saying. So what are you even doing? Are you not a, is not, are you not a mad person that you are just speaking gibberish? What, okay, this thing you are saying, what, what, what is it that you are saying? And so that interference with the mind, trying to understand what, what is being said in tongues, you stops her from continuing in that, uh, in that um, prayer language. Now, it is important to note that speaking in tongues is an activity of your spirit, not your mind. So your mind in itself will not understand it. And that is okay. You should be comfortable with your mind not understanding it because it is an activity of your spirit. All right? So when you pray in, in tongues, in fact, let, let, let's read 1 Corinthians 14, verse 14, and see what Apostle Paul says. Because we need to settle this once and for all, right? Once and for all. Because your mind will never come to a place of understanding what you are saying in the spirit. Okay? In fact, when interpretation comes, it comes into your spirit and you distill it through your mind. But look at what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 14. He says, for if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit, no, my spirit prayeth, but my mind is unfruitful. Now, just so you know, man is spirit, soul, and body, all right? So your spirit is the part that automatically, that immediately rather got born again when you received Jesus Christ. Your soul is where your mind, your emotions, your reasoning, and all of that is. Then your physical body, your body now is what we, you and I can see and touch, okay? So Paul is saying that when I pray in an unknown tongue, right? When I pray in the spirit, it is my spirit that is praying, but my understanding, meaning my mind is unfruitful. My mind doesn't understand what is going on. And this is the case every single time. Whenever you pray in tongues, your mind doesn't know what is going on. And what happens, even with people that that have spent time praying in tongues, it's not as if the mind now understands what is going on. No. But what has happened is that over time, they've trained themselves to silence the voice of the mind. So the mind is silenced permanently <clears throat> when you're speaking in tongues. So the mind no longer has the ability to say, oh, you're saying gibberish, stop, stop praying in tongues. No. They have, they have developed their the ability to silence the mind and ignore it. All right? Because it is a spiritual activity. However, what do you do with your mind? Because your mind is still there. Paul says, my mind is unfruitful, meaning my mind doesn't know what is going on. So what do I do with my mind when praying in tongues? Which is a good question, right? You focus your mind. One of the things you can do is to focus your mind on, on scriptures or on whatever you're praying about. So let's assume, in, let's assume, sorry, in my prayer time, I am praying from the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 11, right? That says, if the spirit of, of him that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, he that raised Christ from the dead will also quicken your mortal bodies through the spirit that lives in you. In my training tongues now, what I'm going to do is I will take that scripture in my mind now. I will keep that scripture playing on in my mind over and over again. If the spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me, um, dwells in me, God will quicken my mortal body by that same spirit. I'm praying in tongues, but my mind is focused on that scripture. And let me tell you what will happen. If you keep your mind focused on scripture, or if I'm, for instance, if I'm praying for the healing of a loved one, right? And I fix my mind on that person, on the fact that God has promised healing for that person. What will happen is that the anointing, I would see the anointing of God increase greatly as I'm praying in tongues. But when if my mind is wandering, 
right? And I'm, I'm thinking of, oh, jello fries I ate yesterday. I'm thinking of um, a, a, a report I need to submit to my boss tomorrow. I'm thinking of, oh, I have my this movie I, I, I watched two weeks ago. My mind is just wandering in different places. Your, the impact of your prayer would be, will, will be diminished, right? The anointing and the influence of your prayer will not be powerful, okay? And I'm going to show, I want to explain a concept to us, but let me read the last uh, misconception because it's very much tied to this one. Okay, so the last misconception is that praying in tongues, praying in tongues replaces the need to be focused in prayer, right? That's a misconception people have that when I pray in tongues, I can be, I can be, you know, you know, I, I, I maybe this has happened to you. I can be tongues and be, and be scrolling through Instagram and you know, just praying tongues and I'm saying. Hey, I print on shaba shaba shaba. Then I go to Twitter. I say, "Ha! Look at what is trending on Twitter." And I'm praying tongues, and I'm now distracted. Then I drop my phone, and I'm not praying tongues. But my mind, my mind is on on that shoe that my friend sent me on WhatsApp. That that shoe I want to buy. So in my mind, I'm praying tongues. But in my mind, I'm calculating how much do I need to save so I can buy that shoe. If you do that, your again, like I said, the impact of your prayer will be will be will diminish. All right, you will not be able to get so much from your prayers. So, a misconception people have is that praying in tongues replaces the need to focus in prayer. No, it does not replace the need to be focused in prayer. In fact, if you are focused in prayer and you pray in tongues, then you see the increase of the anointing and the power of God so much. All right, so I said here that it is easy to be distracted in your mind when praying in tongues. So, you must bring your mind under control and focus it on prayer learn to focus on prayer, okay? And let me end with this illustration that would help you. You know, if you read the book of Genesis, I'm talking about um, Jacob. When Jacob was with Laban, at, at, some, at some point Laban came and, you know, struck a deal with Jacob and said, you know what, take any sheep that's, as, that is spotted and I'll take the ones that are, that, are, that are clean, that don't have any spots on them. And that was the deal. And jo Jacob agreed for, for that to be his payment. Now, what Jacob did was that through the wisdom of God, whenever the sheep, even the, the, um, the white or unspotted sheep, whenever they came to mate, what Jacob did was he took a, a branch of a tree, made, um, made dots on that, on that branch and put it in the water. So when they're drinking water, they were looking at that branch that was spotted. And they were mating. Now, even though these sheep were not were not spotted, but because they were looking at that branch that was spotted while they were mating, they gave birth to children that were spotted. Now, the principle <coughs> I want to tell you here is this: when you are praying in tongues and you focus your attention on scripture and you are praying in tongues, you would birth things that are in line with that scripture you are focusing on or whatever it is that you're focusing on. Let's say you're focusing on, on an expansion in your business and you're praying in tongues, you're praying in tongues, you're focusing on that expansion. What will happen is that through that prayer, you will give birth to what you're focusing on. The same way those sheep were, those sheep rather gave birth to the, gave birth to spotted um, lamb because they were looking at a spotted branch. So what you focus on is eventually what you reproduce. That's what I'm trying to say. All right? Okay, so I hope these misconceptions and, you know, we're able to clarify these misconceptions for you. Um, again, let me just go over them from, 
Let me go over them from the beginning. One, I said, uh, misconception number one is I have to wait until the spirit moves. That is not true. You don't have to wait. Misconception number two is you won't go to heaven if you don't speak in tongues. Again, that is not true. The requirement for going to heaven is believing in Jesus Christ. <coughs> misconception number three is that after uh, being born again, I have to wait a while before I speak in tongues. That is not true. You can receive the Holy Ghost immediately. You get born again and speak in tongues immediately. Number four is misconception is speaking in tongues is not for every believer. That is not true. Jesus Christ says, everyone that believes, this sign shall follow them. They shall speak in other tongues. Number five misconception is, I'm waiting for something to hold my tongue and speak for me. And we said, no, you will do the speaking. The Holy Ghost will give you utterance. Misconception number six is, my mind does not understand what is going on, so it is not real. And we said, praying in tongues is an activity of the spirit, not your mind. And then lastly, we say misconception number seven is praying in tongues replaces the need to be focused in prayer. That is not true. Praying in tongues does not replace the need to be focused. You also need to be focused while praying in, in the spirit. All right. Okay. So I hope this was, <laughs> was helpful. Um, I hope this was helpful and helped clarify, clarify, um, clarify some things. So the next thing we're going to do is practice. We have spent more time on, on this, actually. So I want us to pray in the Holy Ghost, okay? Um, I'm going to give room for one question, only one question, just so that <clears throat> there, is no, um, there is no other misconception, you know, um, there's no other misconception in any other person's mind. So please, if you have a question you want to ask before we spend time praying in tongues, um, please ask the question. We just have, I'm going to take only one question because I want to spend some time praying in tongues. Okay, yes, please. Um, someone's hand is up. Please go ahead. Um, hello, Victor. Good evening. Hi, good evening. Hello, everyone. Hi. Um, so I recently saw this post on Twitter saying um, something around the fact that we should pay attention when praying in tongues that um, our the the words we are saying in tongues could have some meaning even without having um, interpretation of what it means so if for example somebody is saying something like maybe shaba 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 right is there can we assume that it's a meaning to a word that we don't know about um, that's my question Thank you. Thank you. Very, very good question. Um, so what the Bible teaches is called interpretation of tongues, not translation of tongues. If we are looking based on what you've asked and you know what you've described, if I'm looking, let's say I'm praying, let me use the example you use now, and I'm saying Shabbat, Shabbat, and I'm trying to find out, okay, what does Shabbat means? What I'm doing is I'm trying to translate my tongues, but that is not what the Bible teaches. What the Bible teaches is interpretation of tongues, meaning that a message, a body of message is delivered to you and the understanding comes to you in that um, period of prayer, okay? Now, let me give a practical example from the Old Testament. Remember in the book of Daniel when there was a handwriting on the wall, all right? The handwriting on the wall read, mene, mene, teke, ufasin. Now, when Daniel came and he interpreted that writing by the spirit of God, it, the interpretation was longer than just the text that was written. If it was a translation, then every word 
would represent a, a, a corresponding word in English or in whatever language you're translating to. But that's not the case. In fact, mene alone meant a paragraph, right? And then this take care every every word meant something longer. So what I'm saying is that is not scriptural. What's what the person is explaining or describing is not a scriptural context we find. What we find is an interpretation of tongues, meaning that as I'm praying, I'm praying, God can give me an understanding of what I'm praying about. Or if I'm in a meeting and God inspires me to give a message in tongues, then God gives an interpretation of that, not necessarily a translation, not, not at all, not even a translation. To say, if I say, Kaba, Kaba, that means um, your house, your house. Then I say, Shaba, Shaba, it means... Um, you buy a new house or something. No, that's that's not what it means. So it's not a translation of tongues. It is an interpretation of tongues. I hope that was helpful. Oh, yes, it was. Thank you very much. All right, you're welcome. Okay, so we're going to spend the next 15 minutes just praying in tongues, okay? Exercising ourselves. And why this is important is because, like we said earlier, just as your human muscle, every... <clears throat> Time you exercise your muscle, your muscle gets stronger. All right. So, we want to also exercise our spiritual muscle in this regard. <clears throat> I want to spend the next 15 minutes praying in tongues. Um, so, to help you, what I want to help your mind stay focused, right, is let me read a scripture that you can put in your mind while we pray in tongues. So, Romans chapter 8, verse, um, verse 26. Romans chapter 8, verse 26. Likewise, I'm reading now, likewise, the spirit helps our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the spirit, it's, the spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which, which cannot be uttered, <clears throat> all right? So you can read this in other translations um, as, you, as you see fit, or that will help you understand it. But I want you, as we're praying in tongues, just keep this scripture in your heart and know that as you're praying in tongues, the Holy Spirit is helping you make intercessions that you may not even be aware of at the moment, all right? Okay, so let us begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. But first, let's just say a, let's say thank you to God um, in a minute or two and just say, Father, we thank you <clears throat> for understanding to your word. Jesus, we are grateful. We thank you, Lord, for opening our, our eyes and giving us um, enlightenment into your, into your word. Can we just say thank you wherever you are? Say, Father, I thank you. I thank you for the possibility to pray in a language that you, your spirit supplies. I thank you for the utterance that you have given unto me by your spirit. I thank you, Lord, for the, the, uh, um, the opportunity and the availability to exercise myself in the spirit and make contact with the Holy Ghost in a higher dimension. I thank you, Holy Spirit. I thank you, Father. I thank you. I thank you because I am not alone. I thank you because you've not left me. Just as you said, you never leave me nor forsake me. I thank you. I thank you in the name of Jesus Christ for the privilege to call upon your name, to exercise myself, to, to be strengthened, in the in in my spirit lord i am grateful lord i am grateful and i say thank you i give you all the glory i give you all the praise i give you all the praise and i say thank you hallelujah to your holy name blessed be your name dear lord in the name of jesus christ we have prayed all right so we're going to start praying in tongues now and remember what we said that you don't need to wait for something to move you no you can exercise yourself just the same way you decide to pray in English, you can decide to pray also in tongues, all right? So I want us to practice this um, for the next 15 minutes um, and let, let us strengthen ourselves 
in the name of Jesus Christ. All right, let us pray. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Remember the scripture we are reading. We are reading um, the, the scripture we are placing on our hearts. Romans chapter 8, verse 26. The Holy Ghost helps us as we pray. He makes intercessions with words that cannot even be uttered. In Namakura Masando scripture, Remember, the Bible says that we should build ourselves on our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So as we pray in tongues, you are building yourself. As you pray in tongues, you are building yourself. As you pray in tongues, you are building yourself. The Holy Ghost was the he loves our look up the Holy Spirit baptizes us, helping us kill Abrasco Sutapata to pray out the will of the Father. Maranda Koshe de Berescu Sate, Anda Kuramas Kuramas, Ruda Cabrasco Sakata, Indrasco Sakuda Brescus Pasa, Ruda Cabarasco Sakate, and the Size yourself in the language of the Spirit. Be prepared to stretch yourself in the language of the Spirit. 
Don't let your mind distract you. Don't let your mind distract you. Yes, your mind doesn't understand what is what is going on, but the Bible says, I Rest 
Cabrisa Guardi, Rupu Pari, Abatiso Cabres, Mata, the Holy Ghost comes our penis. The Bible says, exercise yourself unto God righteousness. We to exercise ourselves. We exercise our spirit by praying the Holy Ghost. We have five more minutes to Ruda Bakusha, 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 Ruda Bakusha,
Rakataya, Radakita Pakotaki Labaso, Lepres, Robasta, Satata, Radabas, 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 Konda Gabitos, Kutabitatos, Kondokobakosa, Sigagabakura Visi, Robotopolabasika, Menekita Lapitatos, Elokonia Brazi, Nebregoso, Regoso, Pombroko, Ruda Gabakosa, Radeka Bako, Shateka Tabarokolaba, Ruda Gabako, Shatachila Presto, Regoso, Takayala Basuma, Salamatas Kusama, Salamatas Kusamata, don't get tired, stretch yourself, pray the Holy Ghost, pray the Holy Ghost, pray it's available to you, it's available to you. Pane katukala briga makatusame, riga bakula paratus kapakatusana gadaya, ola belo sutakale bale soto. Jesus, we thank you. Hallelujah. Father, we bless your holy name. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we give you thanks. In the name of Jesus Christ, we have prayed. In the name of Jesus Christ, we have prayed. Hallelujah. You can type in your amen. Let me know we're together. Type in your amen. Let me know we are together. Hallelujah. You know, have you ever heard somebody say, have you ever heard somebody say, oh, I prayed for two hours, three hours, five hours. Have you ever wondered what the person was talking? What the person was saying all for five hours? What will you be saying in prayer? If you wanted to pray for, if you wanted to pray for money, you don't, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, you are done. If you wanted to pray for healing, you'll be done in 15 minutes. So what would somebody be saying for five hours? That is the power of praying in the spirit. Because when you pray in the spirit, it comes, it gets to a point where, you know, you'll be, you'll be quickened. That is a supernatural supply of energy. And at that point, it is no longer your strength you are using to pray. You are using the grace of God to pray. So with that grace, you can pray for 12 hours and you really will not be tired because you only will be tired if you are using your energy to pray. But when you glide into grace, you can pray for 12 hours and you will not be tired. It will be, it will be a flow because the Holy Ghost has quickened you. All right. And if you continue praying in tongues now, you find out that you, if I already you can attest that you are stirred up, you are stirred up and you want to continue praying. And I encourage you, even after this, um, uh, when we end this meeting, right, you can spend some extra 10 minutes, 15 minutes by yourself, just praying in the spirit. It's a very um, effective and important practice to do as a believer. All right. So lastly, I want us to pray a prayer point for maybe seven minutes, but let me read a prayer point to us from Romans chapter 12, verse 11. This is a prayer point I want us to pray <clears throat> before we go, all right? Romans chapter 12, verse 11. Thank you. I see your amens in the comment section. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, we're together. 
All right. Um, Romans chapter 12, verse 11 says, <clears throat> not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. I want to us to pray for fervency in spirit. Fervency means, you know, it comes from the word that means to be hot, basically, to be on fire. <clears throat> that is what it means. And I want us to pray that we, we would be on fire for Jesus. Let me read the way the Passion Translation puts it. Um, Romans 12, verse 11, right? TPT says, be enthusiastic, be enthusiastic to serve the Lord, keeping your passion toward him boiling hot. You know, there are times when your passion for God, you yourself, you know, your passion for God is, is reducing, is going, is going low. Maybe you've been so busy with work, you've been so busy with friends, you've been so busy with movies or busy with other things aside God, and your passion for God begins to, to diminish. I want to pray that God will keep our passion for him boiling hot. He says, radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit and let him fill you with excitement as you serve him. One of the ways you can tell that your passion is dropping is that you are no longer filled with the excitement to serve God. When they say, come, let's do something for God. You're like, hmm, okay, I'm coming. I'll join you people later. But when you are on your, your, your passion for God is hot, you'll be excited. Nobody needs to cajole you. So I want us to pray this prayer just for, let's say, five minutes. Pray and say, Lord, keep me boiling hot for you. Help me to be, <clears throat> to be fervent for you in the name of Jesus Christ. The King James Version says, fervent in spirit. It says, not slothful in, biz in business, but fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. I want us to pray and say, Lord, keep me fervent in you. Keep my, my passion towards you. Let my passion towards you be boiling hot in the name of Jesus Christ. That no distraction, no no temptation, no um, company, no association will take me away or will reduce my passion for you in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's pray this for the next um, five minutes. Lord, keep my passion boiling hot for you. Name of Jesus Christ. Rode Kabaku Shane Gabrigaspos Kate, Radagabosuta Kabaya, Ligabaga Shataba. Maybe you got a promotion in your job and it is so busy. Or maybe your business is so if it's revenue and security of people, I want you to pray and say, Lord, let not you take my not family, not husband, not wife, not children, not sickness, nothing, oh Lord. Help me, Lord, that nothing is in the name of Lord, help me, let my passion for you be Let me that I will get this. 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 I will get this
bless your holy name. Can we say thank you to God? Lord, we thank you. Thank you for answered prayers. Thank you for quickening us today. Oh, to call upon your name. Thank you for energizing us in the place of prayer. We thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Can we say, Father, we thank you. We give you glory. We bless your holy name. Oh, Father, we are thankful. We are thankful to you. Thank you for answering our prayers. Thank you, Lord, for strengthening us. For people that were weak, you quicken them. Oh, Jesus, we say thank you. Blessed be your name, oh Lord. Blessed be your name, oh Lord. We say thank you, everlasting Father. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Um, let me just say something before we go. While we're praying first time, right, it came to my spirit to tell someone here that as the heaviness you're feeling in your heart, right, when you, as you pray in tongues, that heaviness will lift. As you spend time praying in the spirit, right, that heaviness would lift, okay? So I don't know who this word is for, but just so you know, that heaviness, that weight you're feeling in your heart or you feel from time to time, as you spend more time praying in the spirit, that weight and that heaviness will lift. Hallelujah. Okay, praise God. We're, we're going to close for today. But before we close, I just want to welcome anybody who is joining us for the very first time today. So this is your, <coughs> excuse me, this is your first time joining us for Bible study or any of our meetings. All right, we just want to welcome you. Um, so what we just want you to do is let us know your name. Let us know what city you are joining us from. And then um, also if anybody invited you or how you found out about this meeting. All right, anybody like that, um, join us for the first time on Mixellar or on Zoom. Let us know your name. Let's know what city you're joining us from. And um, let's know who invited you or how you learned about this meeting. Yes, I see a hand of popular. Please go ahead. <clears throat> you can just tell us, you know, your name. Hello, everyone. Hello, Victor. Good evening. Hi. 
Is that is it just me, or did he go mute? Um, can anybody hear me? Can anybody hear me on the call? Uh oh, no one can hear me. Oh, apologies. Okay, I think Victor is back. Yeah, I'm back. All right. All so, right. Okay, so um, I'm Sheikh Kupola joining from Abuja. Uh, I got to hear from the meeting through your status updates, and I've been on the WhatsApp group for a while, but I've not joined any meeting officially. So this is me joining today. Welcome, um, Sheikh. Let's welcome him in the chat. Just say a big welcome to him. Thank you very much for joining us today. Um, God bless you. All right, any other person, if you're on Mixellary and this is your first time, feel free to just type in, you know, basically whatever you want to say, your name, where you're joining us from, who invited you, or how you got to know about the meeting. Um, and Hi. Hi. I'm, my name is Ife. Um, I am located in London, and I was invited by Victor. And this is my first, um, yeah, so this is my first um, Zoom, um, I guess, um, meeting with you guys and um, I'm very happy that I was able to um, make it for this and I hope that I will continue to make it for the you know um, upcoming meetings as well. Amen. Thank you. Welcome Ife. Let's say welcome to her as well. Um, welcome and we hope also this wouldn't be like we hope to see you. We hope to see more of you guys um, subsequently. All right, um, Faith, please do me a favor, drop. So just a few announcements, right? We have a WhatsApp group um, where we pass out information to everybody. So Faith will do it, will drop that link in the chat right now. And also we have prayer clusters. The prayer cluster is a prayer cell basically of, you're know, just a group of few people meeting together once a week to pray um, for several things, all right? And the essence for this is that nobody's spiritual life should go down. And one way of ensuring this is having a group of believers that you pray with um, frequently. So that's what prayer cluster is about. Faith will also drop the link to join a prayer cluster as well um, in the chat, all right? Um, any other person join us for the first time? I, any other person, anyone, anyone? Okay, so one announcement before we, we go, right? Um, we had earlier announced that we're going to have a fiscal meeting um, this coming Saturday, but for some reason we are moving it. Um, we're moving it further to the month of May. All right. Once we've confirmed the dates, we would let you know. But we're going to we, we're going to have a meeting, the meeting fiscal meeting, right, in the month of May um, instead. So apologies if this affects anybody's schedule, but we would meet fiscally in the month of May. All right. And um, I believe all things work together for our good. Okay, so thank you all again for joining us. God bless you. The links have been dropped in the... Okay, so the link to join the prayer cluster is, you know, is, has been dropped in the chat. Um, the link to join the, the um, our WhatsApp group, right? It's coming up right, right now in the chat. Okay, 
So please follow the links, join our group, it's amazing. And thank you all for joining us today. God bless you all. We're going to meet next week again. We're starting a new um, series or a new you know, Bible study from next week, Tuesday. So looking forward to seeing everyone. God bless you all. Um, have a wonderful night. Oh, one more thing I wanted to say before we go, please. If you don't, if you're not yet baptized in the Holy Ghost, you know, with evidence of speaking in tongues, please just wait behind on the, on the call and I'll just have a, few, a short word with you while others, you know, can go. All right. Thank you all. God bless you. See you next week.